When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 88. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome back. Today we are talking about 25 ways to be eco-friendly that don't require an upfront purchase. Now the eco-friendly lifestyle sometimes gets a bad rap, right? It's often assumed that it's a lifestyle that's reserved only for the privileged. And there's some truth behind it. Organic food and hybrid cars, they're more eco-friendly, of course, but they're not accessible options for everyone simply due to their heftier price tags. Then there's other products like cloth diapers or silicone bags or glass Tupperware. They are definitely more eco-friendly options than their counterparts, and they will most likely save a consumer money in the long run. But because there's such a significant upfront cost, that upfront cost deters many consumers from ever purchasing. Today, I'm attempting to dispel the myth that eco-friendly living is only for the privileged by offering up 25 ideas to be more eco-friendly that save money and are absolutely free. I'm also attempting today to dispel the myth that eco-friendliness is extra work because I know that a lot of you listening today are looking to simplify your lives, not complicate them. And I'm with you, by the way. (laughs) So many of the tips I'm giving you today, not all of them, but many of them, are so unbelievably simple that you can accomplish them without the extra stress. Now again, not all of them. Later in the episode, I'm going to ask you to collect your shower water. That's obviously an advanced tactic. But my hope is that for you minimalists listening, you don't tackle all 25 tips today but instead you pick and choose the tips that make sense for you in the place you're at and in the ways that make sense for your family. Now, if you're a seasoned environmentalist, stay tuned. As I put together the content for this episode, I really tried hard to go above and beyond the quote-unquote traditional eco-friendly behaviors. So if you're expecting me to tell you to bring your own coffee cup to Starbucks or bring reusable bags to the supermarket. No, no, no. I am thrilled that the 25 tips I'm offering up today, they're unconventional and they're a bit unique. Before we dive right in, a quick note that this episode is brought to you by Spare Tools. Borrowing is always more eco-friendly than buying new, 
and Spare Tools makes it easy to rent tools and equipment from trusted individuals in your own community. Simply download the Spare Tools app, browse for items you need, and rent at reasonable rates over their secure platform. Save money, avoid unnecessary clutter and storage challenges, and reduce landfill waste. Download the new and recently launched Spare Tools app from the iOS App Store today. All right, so here we go. Tip number one, carpool. Now, you know that Zyrtec commercial, of course, where a group of women are carpooling to work and the woman in the passenger seat presumably didn't take her Zyrtec and sneezes her latte all over the windshield. I love that commercial. Anyway, carpooling in real life is not like it is on television. If none of your work friends live nearby, consider using a rideshare app to crowdsource your commute. Again, there are so many apps these days and a link to all of them in this week's show notes. But there are so many and they're just all awesome because they decrease the amount of cars on the road, they eliminate unnecessary carbon dioxide from entering our atmosphere, and here's the key, they save carpoolers an absolute ton of money and driving hassle. So attempt carpooling. Next up is to clean that lint trap every single time. You probably already know that it's super important to clean your lint filter in your dryer before drying to prevent fires, right? But you might not know that there's a second benefit to cleaning your dryer filter, and that is that a clean filter reduces overall drying time. This means that you're wasting less electricity and your electricity bill is lower. Bonus points to those of you who listened to my episode on composting and you are now composting the lint in your lint filter, you get an A+. Moving right along to tip number four, it is to cook in residual heat. Now, unless you're baking something really important, so baking, baking cookies, baking pies, baking something that needs to go into a hot oven and stay there, Unless you're baking something like that, know that you can put dinner in an oven that's preheating. You can also turn your oven off a few minutes early, but just don't open the door and let your dish finish cooking in that very hot oven. It's an old myth that we need to wait till the oven hits 350 before we put our dish in, and we have to wait till the buzzer goes off to take our dish out. Rethink that myth and instead Put your dish in as you preheat, let it start to warm at the oven, and then turn your oven off five minutes early, just leave your dish in, and let it cook in the residual heat. Next up, we're moving off of the C's and we're on to E, which is embrace cold water. Now you probably already know, right? Hanging laundry on a clothesline is much more eco-friendly than drying it. But when it comes to laundry, did you also know that it's prudent to use cold water? According to the World Watch Institute, 85% of the total energy used to machine wash clothes goes to heating the water. So washing cold water. In my house, I wash everything except for sheets in cold water. Everything. So my clothes, my children's clothes, the towels, they're all washed in cold water. Going right along to G, go plant-based 
4% of the time. Now, what on earth do I mean by this? I mean have one vegetarian or one vegan meal a week. It takes 2,500 gallons of water to produce just a single pound of beef. So if you eat one vegan or one vegetarian meal a week, you are saving some serious water. Now, if you are in a meat-loving household, I suggest you follow hashtag MeatlessMonday on social medias for some real awesome inspiration. Moving right along to tip number seven to be eco-friendly without spending a cent is to grab those bottle refunds. Now, full disclosure, you have to live in one of the 11 participating states to perform this eco-friendly action. But if you live in California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Iowa, Maine, Michigan, New York, Oregon, Vermont, or my state of Massachusetts, know that you can collect those cans and those bottles and you can get a 5 to 10 cent refund for returning those highly desirable recyclables. Next up, super easy, is to inflate those tires. Keep the tires on your car properly inflated to improve your gas mileage. On newer cars, if you have no idea what the correct inflation rate is, The recommended tire pressure is usually listed on a sticker inside the driver's door. If there's no sticker on the inside of your door, you can usually find the specs in your owner's manual, but most passenger cars will recommend 32 PSI to 35 PSI in the tires when they're cold. Don't wait for the light to go on before you check the tires. Be in the habit to check those tires once the temperature starts to drop and really improve your overall MPG. Next up is to light fires the old-fashioned way. So stop buying lighters, right? Lighters are plastic. Go back to matches instead. Back when smoking was quite popular, matches were given away for free absolutely everywhere. Now they're a little harder to find, but keep your eyes open and you will find them. Keep your eyes open specifically at convenience stores and gas stations, and perhaps you can then light your fires the eco-friendly and the free way. Moving right along to tip number 10, make your own cleaning products. Household cleaning supplies are jam-packed with the most powerful bacteria killers in existence, And they're made to annihilate every organism they come in contact with. So these cleaning products, they aren't great for the environment, of course. They aren't great for our waterways. They aren't great for animal or plant life. And they absolutely are not great for human health. I did an entire episode on green cleaning with Michaela Preston. That was episode 42, if you're interested. The biggest takeaway I received from my chat with Michaela is essentially, we assume our cleaning products are regulated, right? But they're not. We assume that our Windex, our ammonia spray, our Clorox, we assume they're harmless to our health and to our children's health, but that's not the case. Scary stuff. So make your own cleaning products and use items you already have on hand. 
The episode I'm referring to in the show notes gives you some really simple, easy ways to make DIY cleaning products that don't cost extra money. All right, number 11. This was a shocker to me because I have a dog and I have been lax in this tip, but no longer. Tip number 11 is to pick up the poo. (laughs) I can't say that without laughing. Pick up the poo. If you think that dog poo is a natural fertilizer, like I did, know that you're wrong. Cow feces is fertilizer, but there's a big difference between cows and dogs, and that's their diets. Cows are herbivores, but dogs are carnivores. As a result, dog feces contain a lot of nasty bacteria, including E. coli and salmonella, and is a common carrier of worms and parvovirus and many more. It's a common misconception that if you don't pick up your dog feces, it will break down or wash away, but it's just not the case with dog poop. Feces take about a year to decompose and more if you live in a climate with winter like I do. The bacteria and the parasites will stick around for several years more than that year. So if you don't pick up your dog's poo, it will spread pathogens into streams when it rains, and those pathogens in streams will then pollute our waterways. If I have not yet convinced you to pick up the poo... Know that dog feces are also quite terrible for wildlife if it's ingested. So pick it up, but don't buy plastic bags to do so. Reuse what you already have. Do you have bread bags? Use them to pick up poo. Do you have newspaper bags? Like you still get a newspaper? Well, that newspaper comes in this pointless plastic sleeve. Use that plastic sleeve to then pick up your dog poo. How about produce bags? Are you still using produce bags at the supermarket to collect your apples, let's say? Collect those produce bags and reuse them to pick up dog poo. Now, if you are in the market for dog poo bags, go ahead and buy eco-friendly ones. I've linked to the ones that I prefer in this week's show notes. Next up is to pop smart. Do you love popcorn? Popcorn is my absolute favorite go-to snack. Just add some salt, add some nutritional yeast. I am a very happy snacker. But what about those bagged microwave popcorn inventions? Have you ever thought about how pointless they are, really? It's a pointless box, pointless bag, and pointless plastic overwrap. If you love popcorn like I do, pop the old-fashioned way over the stove in a pot with some oil. Bagged popcorn made for the microwave, those bags, they're lined with harmful chemicals that are bad for both humans and for the planet, and it's just unnecessary waste. So go ahead, pop smart. Next up, we're still in the peas. Put the vampire energy suckers on notice. Okay, so what is a vampire energy sucker? They are all the appliances in your home that suck energy when you're not looking. So go ahead and just unplug appliances and say goodbye to those vampire suckers forever. Google TV and Apple TV set boxes, those are the worst offenders by far. But computers, 
modems, DVD players, they also suck up energy when they're, quote, sleeping. Unplug them or turn them down all the way and watch your electricity bill drop. Now, as a side note here, my very needed computer for this podcast recently went kaputs on me. And a recent trip to Apple for my busted computer taught me that things work better when they're given the opportunity to completely power down. So I went to the Apple store. The first question out of the genius man's mouth was, when was the last time you shut down your computer? And the answer was, "Mm, I have no idea, six months ago, because I always just close the screen and I assume that it's resting. I assume that it's on low power mode. That's not the case. If you want to extend the life of your machines, extend and improve upon their capabilities, turn them down all the way and don't just assume that sleep mode is the best mode. All right, we're moving right along to letter R. Recycle your old phone. Did you know that since 2007, when smartphones really became mainstream, 7.1 billion smartphones have passed through the hands of humans. That's billion with a B. Take advantage of cell phone recycling programs and keep your discarded models out of landfills. Because when you keep your technology out of landfills, you're also preventing toxic battery leaks that then pollute our waterways and our soil. Now, of course, it goes without saying, if you can, hold on to your old cell phones for as long as possible. Don't just willy-nilly upgrade because there's a new model out. But when you do upgrade, see if you can keep your old phone and repurpose it somehow. Maybe you use your old phone as a flashlight or as your desk calculator. Get creative here and remember to repurpose, reuse, And when repurposing and reuse fails, then you recycle. Next up, we're still in the R's. We're going to be in the R's for a while. (laughs) Is to refuse the free stuff that you just don't need. So pens, t-shirts, ketchup packets. If you don't need it, don't take it. It really is that simple. Save those things for somebody who does need them. Now, this, of course, is a great tip for minimalists, too. Keep the stuff that you don't need and you don't want out of your house and prevent that clutter from even entering. A great example of this point is t-shirts. My five-year-old gets t-shirts for every activity we signed her up for. And that's fine, but she doesn't ever wear those t-shirts. So there's no sense in taking them home. Same for me, even as an adult. I'm a mediocre runner and I run a lot of races. And what do races give out for participants? Well, it's always a free t shirt and a free medal if you complete the race. The t shirts are androgynous (laughs) and they're not at all flattering to my body. And the medals, 
In my humble opinion, those medals are completely pointless because I have the memories of the race to remember the run, and so I don't need that hunk of metal. So I no longer even bother to take that t-shirt and to take the medal. Yes, sometimes the race volunteers, they give me quizzical looks, but those looks don't bother me anymore because I am now in the habit of refusing the free stuff that I just don't need. And I hope that as you go forward, you refuse the free stuff too. Moving right along is to repair that leaky faucet and that leaky toilet. A leaky faucet can waste up to 140 gallons of water every week. Check all your faucets and make sure you check the pipes under the sinks regularly. Now, when it comes to your toilet, know that your toilet might be leaking and you might not even know it. To test this, put a single drop of food coloring in the bowl's water. Now, don't go crazy here. Don't go crazy on the food coloring. Just one or two drops will do. Then just observe. Give it 24 hours. Does the water go back to its clear color? If so, your toilet, my friend, is leaking and you should go ahead and fix it. All right, here it is. Repurpose wasted water. Now, this is where I'm going to ask you to save your shower water. (laughs) If you've been waiting for it, we're there. If you live in a home where it takes a while for your water to reach temperature, put a bucket under your shower and collect that cold water while it's getting hot. That water should not be wasted. It's perfectly good water. The only thing wrong with it is it's not hot. So save it and then use it to water your plants. Maybe your indoor plants, maybe your garden. Go for it. Now, bonus points, if you have dehumidifiers and you're emptying those and you're watering your plants with the dehumidifier water, or if you have a rain bucket and you're collecting water and you're using that water to water your plants, excellent work. If you don't have a dehumidifier and you don't have rainwater, I'm willing to bet that you do wash your fruits and vegetables. And if so, if you're buying organic fruits and vegetables, there's no reason not to put a bowl Under your faucet, collect that water that you're using to wash your produce and then saving that water, reserving it, and watering your garden. No reason that water can't be reused, so go for it. We're moving right along to three S's. The first one is to scrub smart. Scrub dishes with the water off and turn the water on only at the end to rinse off the food, and residue. If you have a dishwasher, and especially if you have an energy-efficient dishwasher, use that dishwasher proudly because research has found that dishwashers are better for the planet than hand washing, and that's because they use significantly less water than what an average human would use when washing dishes by hand. Just make sure, though, that when you're using the dishwasher, you fill it to the brim and you don't run it when it's only half full. No more of that. Fill that dishwasher before you run it. Tip number 20 is to surf green. Now, what on earth do I mean by surf green? Well, I mean to use Ecoja when surfing the web. So bye-bye, Google. Ecoja plants trees with their ad revenue. 
So just make it your home screen or download the browser extension and browse happy. You can also download their free app when you're using the internet on your cell phone. As of this recording, Ecosia has planted over 65 million trees where they're needed most on this earth. And the planting of those trees is completely free for you, my fellow internet surfer. So you can do good, you can spend not a cent, and you can contribute to the planting of millions of trees. I love it. Number 21 is to swap wardrobes. It's really not all that hard these days to find someone who is willing to swap his or her wardrobe with yours. There are so many websites dedicated to hooking you and other like-minded people who want free clothes up. I'll link to them in the show notes. But if you want to create your own clothing swap, you can. Or you can check meetup.com and see if there's one being hosted near you. It's a clothing swap. Everybody comes, everybody brings their clothes, everybody separates their clothes according to size, and then it's really kind of a friendly free-for-all. Participating in these clothing swaps will save you the cost of new clothes, it will reduce clothing waste, it will lower carbon footprints all around, and they're a fun time to meet new friends. Now, if that's not your thing, of course, you can always thrift for clothes. I did two different episodes about how and why 21st century thrifting is actually quite posh and sophisticated. Those are episode 33 and episode 64, if you're interested. One final note here when it comes to clothes is know that in 2019, you have the amazing option to rent clothes too. Now, of course, this costs money, so it's a side note to the swapping wardrobes tip, but... If you have a fancy occasion coming up where it just does not make any sense to purchase a new dress or a new outfit that you'll likely just wear once or maybe twice if you're lucky, consider renting that outfit, save some money, and do an eco-friendly deed. All right, we're moving along to the end here. Next up is to turn down the water heater. This is a tip from my father, and if you're listening, Dad, thank you. Most of us rarely, if ever, need tap water that's at its hottest, right? So why don't you just turn down the water heater and prevent that water from ever getting that hot in the first place? It's really as easy as just turning down the knob on the heater. The standard temp for most water heaters is 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Try adjusting it to 130 degrees, or in my case, 120 degrees, and see if you notice a difference when you shower. As a side note, I cannot live without my hot, and I mean really hot, showers. I just love them, especially in the winter. I turned my water heater's setting down to 120 degrees. I did not notice any difference in the quality of my hot shower. So turning it down saves on your electricity, and you probably won't even notice a difference. So try it out. All right, turn off your lights when not in a room. My mother loves to tell the story about how when I was a kid, as young as five or six, 
I would follow her around the house in the evening and I'd shut off all the lights as she walked from room to room. It's true, I did that. 30 years later, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just now not annoying my mom. I'm annoying my husband by doing the exact same thing. As an adult, I just don't see any point to lighting rooms you're not using. There's no sense at all. If you haven't switched your light bulbs over to LEDs yet, if you're still using those incandescents or if you're still using those halogens, know that you can save a significant amount of money by turning off the lights when you're not using them. If you're using incandescent bulbs, for the average family, if you leave 10 incandescent bulbs on for one hour per day when they're not needed, you're adding an extra $24 to your electric bill every year. If you're using 10 halogen bulbs and you're leaving them on for one hour when you're not using them, you are spending an extra $17 on your lighting bill every year that you don't need to spend. But if you're using LED bulbs, which are the most cost-effective by far, and they also last the longest, it costs you just $1.32 to leave a single bulb on for 1,000 hours. So don't take this as an excuse to switch to LEDs and then keep the lights on. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying switch over to LEDs and then shut them off when you're not using them and be as eco-friendly as possible when it comes to your lighting. Next up is to use the toaster oven. When it comes to toaster ovens, the word oven is in there for a reason. And that's because toaster ovens perform all the essential duties of an oven. So if you need to make something small, it makes sense to just heat up the smaller oven, the smaller toaster oven, as opposed to heating up that big, large oven and wasting all that extra electricity. So simple. If you're heating up something small, if you're baking something small, use the toaster oven instead. Last up, W, wipe with intention. Do you have a child in diapers? If so, you've probably taken a hard look at all those non-biodegradable baby wipes you and your baby consumes, and you probably have felt some eco-guilt over them. Know that you can wipe smarter and you can kiss eco-guilt goodbye by either buying biodegradable baby wipes. I've linked to my favorites in this week's show notes. But also know if you don't want to buy anything new because this episode is all about not spending extra money, know that you can use the wipes you already have to capacity by cutting them in half and using them on all those peas that require half a wipe, if they even require half a wipe at that. Now, pro tip here from someone, me, who is finally through the diapers phase with her children, make sure you go ahead and you cut those wipes ahead of time. Don't wait until the pee occurs to cut the wipe, because if you wait, you won't do it. So here's an instance where being proactive will save you time, effort, and energy, and stress During diaper changes in the long run, when you have a quiet moment, cut those diapers in half, store them in an airtight bag, and use just half a wipe when you need it. Now, if you do not have a kid in diapers, don't tune out and think about something else. Instead, think about all the single-use products you consume that you don't need to. Do you take a stack of napkins 
Or do you take just what you need, which is probably one or maybe two napkins? How about paper towels in public restrooms? Do you take a stack, (laughs) five to six to seven paper towels that I see all the time to wipe your hands? Or do you shake your hands in the air like you just don't care? No, I mean, literally, do you shake them and then take just one paper towel to wipe off whatever water's left? That's all you need, just the one. So you get where I'm going with this, right? You don't use more than you need. Consistently and constantly reassess how much you do need and act accordingly. Phew, that's it, folks. 25 eco-friendly habits that do not cost a cent. Shout out to my amazing Facebook group for providing the inspiration and the tips behind this week's episode. By the way, if you're interested in joining an amazing group of non-judgy people, consider joining our closed Facebook group for that inspiration, for the answers, the camaraderie, for all of those good things that you need out of an eco-friendly minimalist group. We are up to 750 members at the time of this recording, and I must say on a personal note, it's just a very pleasant place to hang out. I'm not just saying that either. I will link to our group in this week's show notes if you'd like to join, or just search Facebook for Sustainable Minimalists. This week's show notes, everything we talked about today can be found in this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 088. That is M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 088. Next week's show is all about making decor related upgrades to your home without buying new furniture. I will see you then. Take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.